Al Westerman here. Welcome to the Sanctified Savage podcast. I am so thrilled to have one of my best friends on the show today. Josh Garland and I are going to talk about masculinity. Let Josh introduce himself in a minute. I really hope you enjoy the show. So today we're with my good friend Josh. And um, Josh and I have been, Josh and I were really fast friends. When one of the first times I met, we're like, what are, what are your hobbies? And his hobbies are cycling and coffee. And those are two things that I can really get behind. Uh, earlier today, Josh and I actually did a fairly long bike ride, my longest bike ride ever, which is 80 kilometers. And Josh's longest bike ride is what, 200 and something? 300? 400. You did 400. 400. Oh yeah. my goodness. I thought that was the one you crapped out on, but that was the 600 one? The 600 is the one I, I couldn't finish. I, I see. I got about 100. But you did by 400 kilometers success, successively. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, so Josh and I become fast friends, and uh, I so enjoy every conversation that I have with Josh, and I just figured that you would, too, uh, to our listener. So t- today, uh, Josh, why don't you just give us a bit of uh, a history of you? Like, give us give us a ten thousand foot view of kind of where you came from. And sure. Um, so uh, I'm the oldest of uh, four boys in my family. Uh, we moved a lot uh, when I was a kid, but we were mostly you know between Timmins and Peterborough. Um, after I graduated from my undergraduate, uh, I moved to South Korea. I lived there for 10 years. That's where I met my wife. That's where we had our son. And uh, we made the decision to come back to Peterborough um, just under two years ago. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're back in Peterborough. And um, I guess that's a 10,000. That, that's, that's a fairly good 10,000. So what, what we want to talk about, and Josh and I have uh, had conversations ourselves, and we've also had conversations with... Uh, some some youth Josh helps me at, at youth group is uh, about masculinity and really what it means to be a man and some of the lies and myths out there about what it is to be a man and toxic masculinity so we want to we want to talk about what it actually is what it means to to be a man so the, but there are a lot of um, false beliefs out there right you were talking to me about water earlier mm-hmm. yeah right um, so I, yeah, I think that's a good way to start is to, is to start with some of the, the false beliefs. And I think for me, it's the false beliefs are what have kind of started this conversation in my head and especially the term toxic masculinity and trying to wrap my head around um, some of the motivations behind you know creating that term, but then also some of the implications and also just yeah. trying to figure out what toxic masculinity is because it, to me, uh, it's, misnomer? it's a misnomer. It's two words in opposition to each other. Okay. Um, and so, and, and we'll, we'll get into like, I think how I define masculinity and, and, and that would probably make things a little clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, my first issue with the term toxic masculinity and we talked about um water my example is with water uh, you know when someone talks about water we think about we immediately think about fresh water drinkable water water is the basis for life it's necessary for life um 
we don't necessarily think about salt water or, or, or things like this. We think about water as, mm -hmm. um, as kind of a, a staple for life. And so if someone were to say toxic water, but they were to say it in kind of a broad strokes term, meaning that like water is toxic, mm -hmm. then you're left, you're left with no options. Like now you can't drink water. Like what, what are we talking about? Right. You know, like there, there certainly is toxic water. There's water that's right. been contaminated, but right. then that's also not water in, in the practical sense anymore. Cause it's, it's not useful anymore. It's you, not water proper. It's right? not water proper. You can't drink it. You can't water your crops with it. It's useless water. So let's just not call it water anymore. Sure. Like it's, sure. it's, it's a toxic liquid. Now. Well, yeah, it's, it's bastardization to an extent that it really isn't water anymore. Totally. Right. right. And, and this is, this is my issue with the term toxic masculinity because in my opinion, and, and, you know, I, I think that the, this is how I was brought up and I think there's, there's biblical, um, support for this to be masculine yeah. is to fight toxicity sure. and let's, let's call it what it is to fight sin to battle sin and, and to battle sin within yourselves and then to battle sin within the world, I think is, um, quintessentially masculine. Sure. So toxic. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Like if you go even to, um, talking about lore, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the hero would yeah. go and they would battle evil. Right. Hmm. Right. And then a lot of times like these are, you know, the masculine heroes <clears throat> that kids would have would be, um, superheroes and things like this, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, King Arthur's knights and Hercules and these kinds of characters that we've had all throughout history, these mm -hmm. hyper masculine characters who certainly have their faults. Um, but I think the thing that, um, we identify with them is, is the struggle against their faults, but then right. also the struggle against, and overcoming evil in the world. Yeah. And then, so then to say, you know, to talk about toxic masculinity and especially in the broad strokes yeah. that that term gets used, meaning that like anything masculine is, is toxic masculinity. I mean, I've, I've That'd seen, be like something that's, they would say in like hyper woke culture. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, a couple of elementary school boys wrestling, in the backyard and the dad's standing around a barbecue saying, Oh, boys will be boys. Like I've seen this commercial where people were like, no, that's toxic masculinity. Mm. You shouldn't allow that. Like we have to put this down. You, you have to stop it and okay. you have to, you know, the boys will be boys thing is an example of toxic max masculinity. And my issue with that is that, if what these boys are doing wrong, and we've had we've had cases where like you know men um, assaulted women and stuff like that, that's not boys being boys. No, and that's not masculine. So so going back to the water, that's not um, that's not water. That's right. water that has been toxified. Yes, that is not uh, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. That is a man who has been toxified. Correct. So, to speak. so I would call them a toxic male. Yeah. I wouldn't call that toxic masculinity. And, and I think this is where we, tr we can transition into what defines masculinity. Yeah. So that's a toxic man who I would say is not masculine. 
and masculinity as as I would define it and and I you know when we, we can think of other examples as well masculinity is the battle against your inner sin mm -hmm. your inner toxicity that every man has mm -hmm. but what makes them masculine is that they they fight against it yep. and they in themselves and in the world and so totally. they're you know our charge is to suppress our sinful nature mm -hmm. and to um, protect you know our families yep. um, against the sinful nature of other men or or anything in the world and mm -hmm. I I think that is what masculinity is right so it's it's protecting those whom God has given you being being your potentially your wife your kids um, your family that's around you it's it's protecting it's supporting it's um it's, I think it's also a, an expression of of who you are like who you really are inside I think. Um, you said something at youth group one time that really struck me was uh, you challenged our, our, our boys to do something this week that made them come alive. Do some, you said do something masculine. And what I mean by that is do something that makes you come alive because you are a man. And whatever it is that you like to do is therefore masculine. So whether that's photography, whether that's wood carving, whatever that is, you go and you do that. You pursue that because God made you a man mm -hmm. and, and you go and pursue that. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's a, another, that's maybe the op, the other side of, you know, masculinity misnomers is that to be masculine, you have to play football, you have to work out, you have to, you know, eat red meat and drink beer and, and do these things. I don't think that's necessarily masculine. I mean, I like eating red meat and I enjoy the occasional beer and I do like sports, but I don't, I think what makes you masculine is taking on difficult pursuits and, you know, make, and, um, enjoying them and then allowing them to make you a better person. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter what the pursuit is is you're a man if you like to draw mm -hmm. be as good as you can mm -hmm. at drawing and that's masculine mm -hmm. some people could use like uh gymnastics so, right so to me i'm a massive fan of gymnastics i always have been i think they're amazing but some people could say that that's not right i think it's incredibly masculine yeah i think it's i, I think it's amazing yeah and, and these people are fantastic athletes well, and, and if you look at their physiques, like right. these guys are hyper masculine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, like their their gymnastics accentuates the like most masculine parts of the male physique. Like sure. They have big chest, big arms. You know, like they're they're ripped. Yeah. Guys. Shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so yeah, so you know, to to be masculine is to certainly be yourself and enjoy the things that you want to enjoy. You don't have to play sports to be masculine mm -hmm. you know you don't have to um do some of the things that that traditionally we would associate with masculinity but you know do what you enjoy um and you know be your best at it and also fight the demons within and without so and and those inner demons are uh, a real thing like we we may not be 
you know, the, the hero going to slay the dragon or going to slay the giant, trying to save the village. We, we don't have that. We have our own inner battles that are so pressing to our families and to the, the people around us. And those have, those take different forms. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's mental health, maybe it's apathy, maybe it's uh, pornography addiction, um, it, it could be several different things, but we, we have these inner demons. We have, um, you know, the book of Hebrews says it's the sin that so easily entangles. Mm -hmm. and, and so many people have that, whether it's self-loathing, whether it's self-focus, whatever it might be, there is that sin that so easily entangles all of us. And it's different for you than it is for me, but it's it's there and it is there is this battle that we have to do that we have to war rage wage that's the word against it yeah no that's right and to do that to sorry to fail to do that i think has such great consequences on your family and like we're mm -hmm. speaking as fathers right now right. but um i mean we can we can expand this to society as a whole as we see we see bad fathers, mm -hmm. right? And we see uh, bad men, um, sinful men, mm -hmm. and we see the effect that these men can have on their families. Mm -hmm. And it's massive. it's massive. Yeah. I mean, if, if you think about like abusive husbands and fathers, like this is not toxic masculinity. These are, these are toxic men who are in no way masculine. Right. And they're damaging their families. And right. then if you think about like the ultimate toxic men, like, you know, Stalin, Hitler, like all these guys, yeah. massively toxic men who yeah. have had massive effect on, um, on the world. I mean, if you think about the number of people in prison, men compared to women, like it's going to be men. Oh, yeah. If you think about serial killers, it's men. Yeah. Like it's so so right now you're talking extremes, but let's right. let's even talk to the everyday situation. Sure. And and on the everyday level, I would pose that one of the biggest issues facing um, the Western world right now is fatherlessness. Yep. And some of these people have dads at home. Some of these people, their dads have left. But this might even be your inner demon that you always wanted to pursue X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. You've always wanted to, this isn't what you wanted. You wanted, you don't want to be a caged, uh, a caged lion or whatever. You can't, right. you can't tame the beast. And, and so some of these men move out of the house mm -hmm. and fatherlessness is, fatherlessness is a, a plague. That is not being, so what is a man? A man protects, mm -hmm. uh, a man supports, uh, a man loves and is creative and, and has all these different expressions. So that is one side of it. And then the other side of it is that you see men who are like the lights are on, but no one's home. Right. And when they're home with their, with their kids, it's watching TV, it's working on their own projects. It's, it's not taking the time to spend with your family, with those around you. It's not being present while you're present. Right. And, and I would say, that is, that is not masculine. No. It, it, it is, it is being a man to be present. It is being a man to sacrifice maybe your intention 
let's say last night I wanted to I wanted to work on something that I had to work on, um, or I would have loved to have you know gone mountain biking by myself, but instead I went to my my seven year old Hudson and we're like, what do you want to do, buddy? So we played shuttle smash. It's just like it's hitting a, a shuttlecock back and forth, and we just played that for a half hour. And then, right. you know, it, it's it's doing things. It's th that small degree of self sacrifice. Right. To put yourself on the back burner enough to put someone else because father fatherlessness isn't just for those that don't have a dad at home. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, and and to do those things. Is masculine. Yeah, it's it, it, it it's powerful. Um, a man is um, a man protects. Um, a man supports. And um, you know, we some some of you may not like that because you can say that um, you know women can support too. And you know, you and I happen to be in in households where we are the breadwinners. Mm -hmm. We understand that's not the situation all over North America. Right. Um, I personally have tremendous respect for single moms, tremendous respect for single moms and, and God bless all of you out there. Um, we, we are, we are just saying that it is, it is our, it is intrinsic to who we are to be supporters, right. to support financially, to support emotionally, to, to, to cook, to clean, to do all those things. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, the, the stereotype of Al Bundy, trying to be out there just sitting on the couch with your hand down your pants and a bowl of popcorn. Right. You know, that's, that's, that, that's not, although he's painted as being masculine, the classic manly man, right. that's not what a man is. A yeah. man supports. That's right. Um, so a, a man supports, but also um, a man tells the truth. Yes. I think, I think integrity, oh, integrity is so core is so central to being uh, a man to to masculinity i think doing what's right even though it's hard even though it's easier to lie even though it's easier to deceive your way through mm -hmm. but doing what's right that is a separator and that is masculine right and um you know jesus said um let your yes be yes and your no be no and yeah. he, and he was he was talking about people who make like elaborate promises and and swear on this and swear on that and whatever and you know he was saying just be simple like there's no there's no point going over the top because if people know that your word is your word and you say yes to this then they know that you'll do that and now in that case like he's speaking to everyone mm -hmm. clearly and honesty is important for everyone honesty and integrity is important for men and women but um from the male perspective we can't speak to the female perspective sure um but from the male perspective that's like part of guy code yeah that's like what our fathers teach us yeah early as boys like when when we're taught the importance of a handshake you look someone in the eye you shake their hand right and yeah. and you you know if, if i didn't want to go to soccer practice that night or i didn't want to go to piano lesson or whatever you know, dad sat me down and said, this is something you committed to. Mm -hmm. When you started this, you told your coach, you told your piano teacher that you were going to be committed to this and that you're going to continue. Mm -hmm. Now you need to see it through because that is the promise that you made. Yeah. And your word is your bond. And, and this uh -huh. is this is something that I was taught by my father and that um, I endeavored to teach my son. And again, it's, it is important for everyone. Mm -hmm. But it is something, I think, I, it's a core tenet Absolutely. to masculinity. Absolutely.
absolutely and and saying what you mean and meaning what you say yeah um, I, I know it's a dorky example but um ron swanson from okay. from parks and recreation yeah I, on one episode he um he, he wrote a, a letter that's supposed to be anonymous but he wrote a letter to someone and it wasn't news that they wanted to hear and he signed his name at the bottom so someone questioned him on that and they said you why would you sign your name on that you didn't even have to it's like because they're my thoughts and i mean them right and it was it's a moment in comedy i understand that it's a moment in comedy but i have never done anything anonymously again right because if these are my thoughts i want you to know that they come from me and if i'm saying them it's because i mean them right and it's it's living with integrity it's it's talking about about you, Josh. If I were to talk about you, it better be the same thing that I would say to you. Right. And and, and that and that goes for everyone. It's living with integrity is talking about someone the same way that you would talk to them. Right. And <laughs> on a side note, sometimes that means having difficult conversations with mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. No, that's right. And um what what I like about Ron Swanson as a obviously he is a comedy character, but he's he's meant to be this hyper masculine character, right? Um, who sometimes is painted with his faults. Like I I don't think this show actually supports his eating bacon and red meat. Like I, I think the show kind of hints that that's unhealthy. I would disagree, <laughs> but um, as would I. Yeah, but. What I like about that portrayal of masculinity is that he is always who he is, his integrity is high, and he never shows, you know, attributes of this toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite lines, I'm re-watching Parks and Rec right oh, now. Oh, so am I, actually. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite lines, Chris Traeger comes into his office and says, Ron, how are you today? And Ron says present <laughs> and but that's like he is being he is being himself and that's mm -hmm. part of his honesty and his integrity that's him being a hundred percent him right mm -hmm. like when you see ron that's the ron you get mm -hmm. and, and and he has he has no problem with women having success with women having power and with women doing well yeah and and i think that's part of being a man as well is sometimes someone can do something better than you it doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman or, mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, um, part of the reason why I am having you on this podcast instead of me just pontificating is because I think you can say these things better than I can. And, and I don't feel in any way diminished saying that. Right. It, it's, it's understanding that we're better together. We're better working together. Right. And, and, and you don't always have to do, you don't always have to have all the answers. You don't have to be able to take down an engine uh, without a manual to be a man. No. You, you, a man can ask for help. A yep. man can ask for directions. It's okay. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have it together. That's, that's not what being a man is. Right. Telling the truth. Yep. Supporting people financially, emotionally, spiritually, uh, leading your family. Mm -hmm. um, again, spiritually, emotionally. It's absolutely massive. Um, yeah, supporting, protecting. 
and that doesn't mean you have to it doesn't mean you have to fight anyone who uh who looks goofy at your wife it, right. <laughs> it, it it just means that you have systems in place that can do that right That's but right. it's um yeah and and part of that honesty is being honest with yourself and others of your limitations Absolutely. as well right so like again if you don't know how to strip down an engine and rebuild it then you be honest and you let someone else do it mm -hmm. um and and also apologizing so when you when you make mistakes admitting to those mistakes and apologizing for them sincerely and then moving forward um trying not to make those mistakes again mm -hmm. right um i remember when i was a kid everyone talked about uh you know men don't ask for directions yeah and they're they're embarrassed classic to ask stereotype for, right they're embarrassed to ask for directions and their wives are always asking and and the, the men will never admit that they're lost. I, I don't see the point of that. Right. I don't see the point of that. You're behind the wheel and your job is to get your family where you need, they need to go. Right. If you don't know how to do that, then you need to ask for directions. Absolutely. Also think about the time you waste. Like if I'm in a store, um, so you work at a hardware store, which yep. is, which is funny. So, um, it, it's, if I don't know where something is, I'll ask someone. Right. Um, now, some people may have a hard time with uh, a woman knowing where something is in a hardware store or you don't. Well, guess what? I don't work at this hardware store. She right. does. Right. She knows this stuff better than I do. Exactly. Exactly. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, you know, 15-year-old uh, girls who work there who give directions to contractors because the yeah. contractor doesn't know where this widget is. So, sure. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. No, um, great stuff, Josh. Um, I'm going to have you on probably all the time because I just, I love your input. I love working with you on, uh, on, on talking through things. And I think that there is a lot more that we have that we can talk about. And uh, I'll look forward to doing that with you. So um, thanks for doing this. Thanks Absolutely. for crushing a steak with me before we did. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I'll look forward to next time. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Josh.